I'm really pissed off about The Sims right now. Okay, was the TikTok I sent you apropos? Look, <laughs> they have a new game pack that they're going to be releasing here on the 8th, and it's a Star Wars-themed game pack where you basically go into this land and you can complete your own Star Wars story. Nice. Okay. Yeah, is it though? Because okay. here's the thing, there's so much missing from The Sims already. Yeah. Babies are objects, we're still <laughs> demanding high quality melanin skin tones, like there's so many things that are wrong. We don't have cars. Just basic things that are wrong with The Sims that I don't really think we need Star Wars right now. It's certainly yeah. where it's a fun concept, I just don't think it's... I don't know. I don't think it's useful. And now what? Are all my games going to have Star Wars characters just wandering through them? So like my medieval historical challenge? <laughs> is, is Jar Jar Binks going to show up in the background? Oh God, I hope not. He already speaks Simlish. He really does. Yeah. yeah he yeah, probably yeah. fits in more than most. Probably. Yeah. But my point is... No, you're totally right. 100%. And here's the other thing. Other thing. Um, so with The Sims, I'm sorry, I don't mean to just... I haven't talked to you. Your birthday's happened, and I'm the second I see you, I'm going into a rant. But <laughs> I expect uh, nothing less. <laughs> there are so many wonderful Star Wars games out there. If yeah. you want to have that experience, I don't think The Sims calls for that. Yeah, I think they're probably just doing it in response because I saw someone who made like a mod that had Baby Yoda in it. Or I'm sorry, the child. And so I think they were probably just responding to that to try and shut that down, maybe. But I agree with everything else you're saying, 100%. I doubt that. They've okay. been pushing Star Wars on us for a very long time. Oh, they have? Even before Sims 4, I believe they had some little oh, wow. like content they would add here and there. Oh, so um, I'm super out of the Sims loop. Well, and EA actually owns the rights to do all the Star Wars games. Yeah. So I think it's more of a money thing. I think, uh, yeah. one, they it's see it as a way to pull new players in, maybe. But there are better Star Wars games out there. Don't For bring sure. it into The Sims. I don't want Yoda walking through my historical challenge. How was your birthday? It was good. It was quiet. Um, we had dinner with some friends. That was very lovely. Yeah, it was super chill. That's awesome. So, Corona so birthday. Christy and I have a package that we're going to send out to you Aww. around the 15th or the 16th of this month. We wanted to put it all together in one and then ship it out. So we're waiting to get a couple things that we ordered but have not yet to arrive. You're so sweet. And then we're going to send it out all as one because we figured that'd be better than, look, we got a plan. So <laughs> I like it. I'm looking forward to it. I like it. It's cool. My birthday can just like last the rest of the year. That'd be fine. Time has no meaning anyways. So that's really true. Yeah. We're, yeah. I don't think of it as like we're in a timeless phase right now. We're just in purgatory mm -hmm. of bleh. Yeah, no, at this point, I definitely feel like, you know, they talk about like classifications of hauntings. I definitely feel like I'm more a residual haunting than an intelligent one. Oh, I I'm agree. just like, oh, it's eight o'clock. It's time for me to run screaming through the house and slam all the doors. I, you know, at 9 p.m., I like to pull everything out of the drawers and knock the books off the shelf and just scream yeah. into the void. I've just so. become like a ghost cat. A ghost cat? Yeah. I'll just, like, make direct eye contact, knock your glass of water off the counter, you know. I just want to say that would be the absolute best haunting ever. If there's a haunting experience in the world, sign me up for that one. I want to see a ghost cat come, materialize, and just knock my glass of water off, and that would make my life. There you go. Yeah. What's your dream haunting? Uh, I would like... 
a ghost that would sing with me. Like, I would Karaoke like to just ghost? have, like, yes, I would like to just have Fallout Boy song, sing-alongs with my ghost but friend. But it has to be a ghost that knows Fallout Boy. It's a very specific ghost you're looking for there. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think I would teach it because I, like, I'll be like, hey, Amazon thing, because I don't want to trigger everyone's if they have that device in their house. I'll be like, hey, oh, gotcha. play music. And it'll be like, shuffling this thing you might like. And I'll be like, shuffling I don't want that. songs by Fallout Boy. Well, but no, it'll it'll do something different. And I'm like, play something different. It'll be like, okay. And then I'm like, fuck this, play Fallout Boy. <laughs> and so I just- Shuffling songs by you know, Michael Bublé. No, no. Shuffling yeah. songs by the cast of Rent. Well, that one's fine. But yeah, so I'm pretty sure that I would just teach my house ghosts. I'd be like, this is the playlist that we're working off of. So prepare by Thursday night for karaoke. <laughs> so, Look, that's a lot of expectations. I feel like it's already a lot for a ghost to materialize, but you want them to be able to sing a playlist that possibly they've never even heard before. I believe in them. I'm sorry that you don't have more faith in my companions, but I do. I have faith in Ghost Cat to knock over some water, but I think yours is a tall order, my friend. Yeah, I do. Sometimes Darnell likes to be very sweet and do the dishes for us. Uh And every time that he does, I like to lovingly, passive-aggressively get scared that there's a ghost in the house because like in all paranormal activity movies all of the cabinet doors are suddenly open because he will put dishes away and then be like i put dishes away and i'll go in and it's just every single cabinet yeah i'm just like bro so yeah i'm like oh my god babe there's a ghost in the house and he's like you know what if i had a ghost that would wash dishes and left the cabinets open, oh i'd be so down really pumped for that 100 percent I'll go shut those cabinets. Yeah. You just do your thing, ghosty. I'll buy all the dish soap. As long as you don't put my bad stuff in the dishwasher, you know, the hand wash stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Don't ruin my mug, ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, hey, welcome to Supposedly. I'm Jessie. This is Rue, and we're going to talk about some stuff today. But neither of us know what, because we both bring different things to the table, and we don't really tell each other. No, because oftentimes we don't really know either. (laughs) Is that what we're doing today, Rue? Is well, that no, what we're doing today? We hit each other up the other day. I was like, what are you doing? And it was like, uh, not sure yet. I'll get back to you. <laughs> so what did you decide upon? All right. Am I going first tonight? Yeah, I think I am, aren't I? Yeah, I think it's... I was our palate your... cleanser. We try time. to, like, shake it up. We try to reverse. Mm-hmm. And I think it's... I think we're gonna put this thing down, flip it, and reverse it, and you're up. Wow, it's like a throwback to my back masking episode. Oh, but oh. we have to play that backwards. Whoa, it's so mad. For a second, I thought what back forgot what back masking was, and I just pictured you doing like an acne leave-on mask on your back <laughs> or something. Jeez, Jess, I did a whole episode on it, but I'm glad you forgot everything. No, it's fine. Are you uh, seriously giving me crap for forgetting? <laughs> no, you gave me crap one day because there was the lake monster that I forgot the name of because I was trying to reference Champ! Lake Monster. Champ! Yeah. It was Champ, yes. yes, and you had that response, even though that's not even the Lake Monster I was referencing, and you're like, did you seriously forget? And so I've been waiting for an opportunity to have a similar response, and well, I took it. okay, what do you, I've got an idea, oh, if you're open to it. I'm not, but let's do it. About, how about next episode? Um, I make a quiz for you out of the things, the past topics I've covered, and you make a quiz for me, and we see who wins. But we have to make the agreement that neither of us can go back and listen to past episodes. We could, 
I have some thoughts. My first is that I am very lazy. <laughs> and my second thought is you really want to try me? Because I edit these MFers. I know you have a leg so up there. much more than you do about these episodes. But I don't know. I think I got some good things. Now, you can't do super, super hard questions. Like, it has to be something we've talked about. Okay. For example, mine would be like, what was the name of the lake monster? Harriet. No. Get out of here. You're done. <laughs> All right. If I remember. You can't be like, who was the inventor of that secret club I covered once? Fine. Yeah. Fine. Okay. If I remember, I'll make a quiz for you. If I don't, I'll play your quiz. Fair. Fair enough. Okay. All right. So should we do some stories? Let's do some stories. All right. So t- did we have any housekeeping? I don't think we do. Oh, hi, kitty. Yeah, he's in the lap again. Housekeeping. Yeah, like, we didn't have anything we needed to talk about tonight, I don't think. No, we're good. Yeah, I think we're good. Okay, cool. All right. Okay. So, tonight, I am covering a spooky haunting in a cabin. Ooh, spooky haunted cabin. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, for this story, I'm mostly just going to be reading a tweet thread, because it's (laughs) got... Well, no, the, the author did a really good job of keeping people up to date, Okay. Well, since you like to show your sources, you want to go ahead and give that tweeter a shout out? Yeah, it's uh, his handle is at Tom Taylor Made, and he is a famous comic book and graphic novel writer and screenwriter. Is this the Dear David guy? No, it's not. I went down a Dear David rabbit hole, but since we try and cover not as popular of stories... I let myself spiral for a while after Dear David and got myself here. Okay. Let's I, hear about it. I have such a fondness for Dear David. I can listen to anyone cover that story and I'll just like sit like a child in just this like bemusement of just like... Spiraling. I think you need to cover it then. Okay, I can. I mean, I'll probably yeah, wait a little bit. Throw that in the future pool. Yeah. All right. So... Last year in March, graphic novel author, like I said, Tom Taylor, booked a cabin in rural Victoria, Australia to get some writing done in seclusion. Almost immediately, even he points out on his Twitter that this was probably not his wisest move. I feel like it's already set up to be, oh, author goes into a private retreat, but he doesn't know the cabin's haunted. How many times have we seen those movies? I mean, that's literally the plot of like a third of Stephen King's novels. And I love Stephen King, but he's like, I'm a writer and I like to be scared. 1408, The Shining, like there's so many of those setups. So yeah. And so Tom, I'm going to say Tom because we're besties now because I've read like 200 of his tweets today. Um, So he starts out with, so hey, which is also very on brand for how I tweet. So hey, I somehow managed to book a creepy log cabin to do some intensive writing for a few days. And this is, so I'm not sure because I think Twitter changes the times to like the time zone you're in. So I'm not sure what time it was, but it was March 25th of 2019. And he follows up a couple minutes later and says, I've been laughing to myself about just how cliche horror movie this is, but at 5.30 a.m. out of nowhere, despite it blowing a gale out there for hours, wind chimes started chiming for the first time from the porch. Now, I'm just about to go to bed, but I'm not sleeping through annoying spontaneous wind chimes. So I head out there, and I see the wind chimes hanging on this rusty hook. Like, of course it's a rusty hook, because what else could it be? It's always a rusty hook. Yeah. I figure I can reach them, and I walk out onto the porch in my socks. And the door immediately slams shut behind me. Of course. I frantically check. Can we check. call him t- 
Tommy Radsox now? Uh, yes. Okay. Please don't sue us, Tom. <laughs> Tommy Radsox. Yes. Uh, I frantically check that the door is not locked. It isn't, so I'm not stuck on this porch in this gale in my socks and t-shirt. But I do hear something in the bushes. I don't think much of it. There's been possums running all over the roof all night. And then he, in parentheticals, says, cute Australian possums, not those weird U.S. ones. So <laughs> I'm going to need you to look oh, up what adorable. cute Australian possums are, because I'm not sure. Uh, oh, and then, well, I already know. Oh, okay. What are they? I'm kind of a possum aficionado. Okay. They just have a lot more fur and they look kind of like raccoon bear type things. They oh. don't look like the hairless things we have. Okay. You know, my mom has a possum. I, I am aware. But she, yeah. it eats waffle fries, right? That is its it, That's preferred. its favorite, just Chick-fil-A mm-hmm. waffle fries. But he eats other things too. Well. His name's Stanley, if anyone's wondering. Stanley. Stanley shouldn't eat at Chick-fil-A. No one should eat at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyways, so he says, it's the bush. Things are allowed to move in bushes. I managed to stand on my tippy toes and grab the rusted wind chimes from the rusted nail they're hanging on, and I hear the noise again. Now I'm kind of giggling to myself because of how creeped out I'm feeling. So I grab my phone to take a photo of the murder cabin I'm writing in for a few days. Here it is. And so he attached um, a photo to that tweet of the cabin at night. And so it's super, you know, kind of dark. You can't really see it well. The porch light's on. And because of that, it like causes sort of a lens flare. So it's very spooky. Oh, gotcha. Okay. But things immediately get weirder. Oh, of course they do. Yeah. So if he... they didn't, we wouldn't be talking about it. Exactly. It'd be a very short story. <gasps> oh my God. Okay. Sorry. I, I, um, okay. So the, I told you the Star Wars patch is coming out, or the Star Wars pack's coming out on the 8th. Yeah. Today, Sims is doing a patch update before that pack comes out, and speculation highly hints that the babies are finally going to be free and not be objects. And they just started the patch update, and I didn't know if it was going to happen today or not, so I don't know if they're going to free the babies or not, but I'm really excited, and I still want to hear about your ghost story. I just got a notification that my file is updating all of a sudden, and that really made me happy because I didn't think it was going to. All right, go ahead. Okay. So he takes a picture, <laughs> creepy lens flare. I'm dying. You killed me. Look, like you said, time stands still. These are the little things I live for every day. Oh, fuck, you killed me. Hold on, I need to drink some of my <laughs> strawberry wine. One hour and 27 minutes. Please be babies, please be babies, please be babies. Updated skin tones, updated skin tones, updated <laughs> skin tones. Water barrel recolor, please. All, All right. right. Are we good? You know what? My simmers out there are like, yes, Jesse. Yo, yes. I'm a simmer. I just, it was very <laughs> odd timing. Anyways. I know, but I'm pumped. Okay. Okay. So now that our commercial break is over, not that we are sponsored by the Sims, but yo, EA, what's but up? But if, if you'd like to, please just yeah. reimburse me for all the games I've paid, played over the last it couple years. and so much money. Yeah. I'd probably, like, a couple grand minimum. Yeah. I've had every Sims game since Sims 1. I, I, that's a lot of money. I myself to get the fourth one. Sims 4? Yeah. Yeah, it's a letdown after Sims 3. Yeah, that's kind of, I'm just, yeah. like, you know what? I know it's older and out of date. I'm going to stay with what I know and what I like. Yeah. I don't need to pay that much money to be disappointed. I've been on dates before. <laughs> <laughs> so he takes a picture of the creepy house, lens flare, <laughs> yep. log cabin. He's gotten the wind chimes down, yep. and then things get weirder. And so he says, and straight after I take the photo, there's a flash. I check to see if my phone's flash is on. It is. I try to turn it off to take another photo, but something flashes over me, and it didn't come from my phone. 
And there's the sound again, but this time it's heavier, like a footstep. And there's another flash against the wall of the cabin. I pull my phone out of my pocket, thinking I've left the torch on. He says torch a lot. It's very cute. Oh, I like that. Which I somehow have, and I manage to shine it into my own face as I try to turn it off and take yet another photo of the cabin. That's a very us move. It's very us. Tom is our, he's our people. Tommy Red (laughs) socks. You've got this. And then he says, but then I realize I didn't shine my phone in my face. Something else flashed in my face and my brain is yelling at me. I'm telling myself I'm being stupid and that I probably did flash my own face and the quote footstep was probably a kangaroo or something. So I turned to confront the animal making the sound and dot, dot, dot. But we're going to sidestep for a minute here. Yeah. Can you imagine? Commentary to that. Is it a haunting or is it a kangaroo? (laughs) It's yeah, but can you amazing? Can you can you amazing? Can you imagine being amazing. able to blame spooky noises in the night on kangaroos? It's a kangaroo. Like what a lie! Like I would blame everything. I'd be like, it's nothing. It's just a kangaroo. Go to sleep. <laughs> but that's Don't know. Also... Like, big foot. <laughs> nope, <it's a> kangaroo. <laughs> but that oh. also brings an important question: What are you more afraid of? Who wins, kangaroo or ghost? Ooh, well, is it a male kangaroo or a female kangaroo? I don't know. Well, how close is the kangaroo? Jumping and kicking distance. Mm, is it mad at me? Uh, it might be, but the ghost, you can't even see where it is, and it is also mad at you. Ooh, well, see, I could go in the house and block off the kangaroo, but True. I don't think I could. Could I mean, the ghost is going to go through the walls. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think they're both pretty terrifying now that I think yeah. about it. All right. Okay. So, all right, so then he tweets, and at 5.30 a.m. in the dark, outside the murder cabin, someone is standing there. I can't see their face. They're wearing a head torch. And I'm running. I know I slipped at some stage in my socks as I ran up the porch. I definitely kicked the wind chimes. I ran through the door and slammed it and shut and locked it. And here's the thing. Several tweets later, I'm sure it was probably just a super early morning jogger or something who was curious about the guy standing in his socks taking photos of the cabin with a flash. Because, I mean, the thing is, is that this is like 530 in the morning, which, while that's like super early to people who stay up all night and write. Like, healthy people who like to go for morning jogs, that's like prime time. That's true. So it's not that. Hunters, a lot of hunters will go out around then, too. Yeah, I mean, if it was like 2 in the morning or 3 in the morning, I'd probably be more freaked out. But like 530, that's a dude who's like getting ready to go to work in the morning just going for a run like okay so he kind of talks himself out of it oh i hope you couldn't hear that because i sure heard something on my computer uh oh, that that was a dog no my my it was like restart to stay up to date but it was like bah. oh i didn't hear that being oh. probably hit the dog whining there i'm sorry for the dog that was in our last episode neither of us caught it and it was like it was a, are you sure that wasn't an EVP? Fuck, dude. Okay. You have a ghost dog. We were talking about ghost cats earlier. You have a ghost dog. Did it sound a lot like it sounds right now with Rosie I can't hear it right now. Noises? Well, on playback, let me know. Okay. If you can hear it right now. She did that right on cube, by the way. If you can hear yeah. it right when I said, then it's probably Rosie. Okay. So then he says, but if it wasn't, I'm letting you all know just in case. And here's this helpful picture I accidentally took mid-panic run. If you need photographic evidence to go with this testimony. And so here he's attached a super useless photo clearly taken mid sprint with the flash on so it's blurry it's pointed at the ground you can kind of make out a tree in one corner but it's useless so then about an hour later he tweets update i just heard the wind chimes again the wind chimes i know for a fact aren't hanging up anymore Uh yep and then about 20 minutes later this is screwed 
I am not joking, lying in bed and the bedroom door just suddenly blew open with a bang. Nope! Nope! <laughs> it's not a kangaroo! Yeah, and then he tweets- Run, Tommy Radsox, run! <laughs> and then he tweets, oh, come on! With the picture uh, attached of a doorknob, which has broken off in his hand. And it's not relevant to the story, but this is, like, the ugliest doorknob I've ever seen. It's, like, wood and gold, ultra, like, 70. But it's just, like, broken off in his hand. Uh, So he's having a hard time. So the next morning, he says, I realize it's been eight hours. Just wanted to let you know I'm okay. The story didn't end there, but my phone battery did. And the charger was in my car, outside. So, you know, physically impossible to retrieve. Which like big He is one of our people. He's he really he's is. so one of our people. He really is. <laughs> yep. Get that. Respect. And then he says, So this is what happened next. Before my phone died, I spoke to my wife and told her I was sure I'd be fine. And then I took a video of the bedroom ceiling. I'm lying in bed and the ceiling is making this sound. And then my phone dies. And so on that tweet he'd attached a video. Um, which like was his phone pointed at the ceiling and it does sound like there's maybe like little bangs or knocks on the roof almost like um since we don't have the right to play the audio would you mind trying to duplicate it a little bit as best you can it's like a very light like tap 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 it's like almost like if there was small small acorns falling on the roof right like kind of yeah with the dog whining in the back that's the kangaroo in the bush (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, we're not going to play the video. You can find it very easily. But also the ceiling that he points his phone at is just uh-huh. plywood with like exposed beams. E. Like keep it classy, not, Australia. Not, not very not very ghost or kangaroo proof. No. Like I've seen kangaroos kick. Like you said they're super jacked. Like I can get through plywood. <laughs> okay, so back to the story for the 17th time. So he says, I'm lying there staring at the ceiling, which is apparently counting down to my death. (laughs) He's so our people. When the wind chimes rattle across the porch floor and then something very big runs across the roof. I'm assuming he says, I'm assuming it was a large possum and definitely not a hell beast. (laughs) So long story short, I love Tommy Radsocks. He's great. He says, eventually, exhausted, I close my eyes and I wake up to a bang. I'm instantly more awake than I've ever been before. I'm on my feet, but I don't even remember getting out of bed. (laughs) Someone is bashing on the front door. I'm standing motionless in my underwear, ignoring the still ticking ceiling, trying not to breathe too loud, trying not to make a single sound. I am a petrified ninja. He tweets, the bashing starts again without stopping to do anything sensible that would make me feel less vulnerable, like put on pants. I walk slowly to the front door and there's a large shadow on the Venetian blinds. A very big person is standing on the porch of this remote cabin. The bashing starts again. I do, oh, pants no. make you feel so much better about life. Like there is nothing more Debatable. vulnerable than just, like Winnie the Pooh in it out there. That's true. Yeah. I'm not trying to fight something like I'm Cameron Diaz in the opening scene of Charlie's Angels just with my tush hanging out. Look, I'm 90% no pants right now. Cause... Oh, we all are. But if you yeah. heard a big scary bang and saw a large figure on the front porch, you'd hope you were wearing pants. Yes. Yeah. Ideally. Right. But if not, I'm not I'm not past climbing out a window in my underwear and making a run at it. Oh, I'm sure. an actress. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> If a bikini covers it, I'm fine. There you go. So then he says, I eloquently call out, what? The bashing stop. I see the guy shift and he calls out, package. It's just the mailman. And there's this scared 
man in his underwear. It's like, what? I wouldn't take the package. The package yeah. could be death. Right? And so he says, after the night I've had, there's no way I'm opening the door to a stranger delivering a package to a remote cabin. Also, I'm in my underwear. Also, I can't open the door because I frantically locked it during the night and I have no idea what I've done with the keys. <laughs> he calls out, can you sign for it? And after a way too long and awkward pause, I say, um, no. <laughs> Helpfully, I call out, just leave it, mate. And the guy says, I can't really. Just leave it. <laughs> and so eventually he does find his keys, I suppose, because he ends up taking a picture of the package on the porch near the wind chimes, which are on the floor. And it's about like shoebox size. It's marked with like a one kilogram. Uh-huh. So it's pretty light too. And it's sitting on the oldest, ricketyest wooden chair in the world. <laughs> so it's just all really adding to this spooky cabin thing. And so Tom tweets, so what are we thinking? Still beating heart or trapped soul? Uh, my money was going to be on the wind chimes, but you said that oh, the wind yeah, chimes were on the ground. Yeah. yeah. And so then he says, because at this point, like a lot of people, especially his comic friends, like Chuck Wendig at some point, like was replying to him. And like, there's just a lot of writer and comic and graphic novel people that are like responding to him. And it's really funny to watch him like interact with them. Hold on. Is it, you drinking some wine there? Is that your dandelion wine? No, it's still not ready. It's, this is strawberry wine that I got for two euros. Nice. That I'm drinking tasty. Dr. Pepper that came with a pizza that Christy bought the other night. Oh, yeah. I love pizza. Mm-hmm. And so, like I said, a bunch of people are, like, responding to him and tweeting at him. And he says, why are so many of you asking me what's inside the mysterious package? Why the hell would I open it? You think I'm going to bring it inside? No, <laughs> it stays outside with the wind chimes. <laughs> but also I get it like I would ask him what was in it because it's not yeah, my creepy cabin experience it's his that's a hundred thousand percent not my problem and so this time he has attached a very similar photo of the package on the porch but now it's nighttime, <laughs> which just made my brain do like the spongebob like eight hours later eight hours later yes yeah. <laughs> and so then he says okay I brought it inside, but I'm keeping it inside the fire safety cage with a photo of the package put inside a wood-burning stove in a cage. Oh my gosh. He's like to child-proof the stove so uh-huh. they can't wreck themselves. And someone else tweets at him, why is there a bear in the fireplace? To which he says, what bear? And another user tweets at him, there's definitely a face in the fireplace. And so at this point, I looked, I like enhanced the picture. Mm-hmm. Enhanced, because I'm fucking Zach Baggins. I, I blew it up. Op- I, I opened it. We enhanced this photograph. Right. I, I bigened it. And you kind of definitely can see the face that people are talking about. It looks to me almost like a doll face. So mm-hmm. there's like some Uncanny Valley vibes that are happening. Interesting. Yeah, and it looks like a reflection. Like, it totally could just be, like, a plant or something. But, of course, we see faces, and so <clears throat> that's what looks it looks like. like. Face. Mm-hmm. So then he tweets, okay, yes, I see the bear thing in the fireplace. I assume it was a weird reflection, and it looks cuddly, so I'm not worried. But to the people who pointed out what looks like a person standing in the window of the cabin photo I took last night, you are not helping. <laughs> And with this, he's attached close-ups of the photo he took the last night with the spooky lens flare. And it definitely kind of does look like there is someone looking out of the blinds. Oh, creepy. Which we don't love. No. 
And then he says, after seeing the quote, definitely not a person in the last picture, I decided to check the other rooms in this place. Found this tiny chair in front of an old television with no reception. How fun. Accompanying this tweet is a photo of an old timey TV with ultra poltergeisty static. Mm-mm. Nope. 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 So the next tweet is a video again pointed at the plywood ceiling with his next tweet captioning it saying there's something running over the roof i tried to get a video where you can hear the footsteps got this instead and then he says insert gif of jake peralta nervously saying cool 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 (laughs) and it's hard to actually hear anything until there's a loud ass bang at the end of the eight second clip so i mean you do hear something but i don't know it's i'm sure it's scarier when it's all night and not just like a clip Mm -hmm. and then he's uh Oh, and so then he tweets out another video, this time with the staticky TV again. And he's holding the package, which he still hasn't opened, but I guess he got it out of the fireplace. And he's moving it closer and further away from the TV. When the package gets closer, the static changes like there's interference. At the end of the video, he screams. And then he tweets, hey, sorry for the loud noise. I accidentally squished my toe with the tiny chair. I'm in bed now. I want to go to sleep, but something's on the roof. So it's just like a scream movie, kind of. He's just like fucking him own self up. So, he, like, I, yeah, he's definitely psyching himself out, which, like, I would definitely be my own worst enemy in this sort of situation. And then he tweets out another video pointed at the ceiling and says it sounds bigger than anything else he's heard. And this time you definitely hear something that sounds like running. Like, it's like a. Bah, 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 bah. And it's nope. like, and you can almost hear it moving. It's like, like, it gets like louder and quieter, and I'm not here for it. Nope. But the funny thing is, is that so while I was watching this video and like listening to the thing running on the ceiling, mm-hmm. someone slammed the heavy front door to my apartment building, and I almost shat myself. Oh no. Because <laughs> it was like, bah, 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 slam. And I was like, no. <laughs> and so then he tweets, oh, I almost fell over. So then he tweets, hey, sorry to all the people asking if I'm alive. Yes, I'm okay. Just been riding in isolation all day. Thanks to the news sites checking him too. Nice to see my living nightmare has made at Time Magazine. (laughs) Uh, This tweet is accompanied by a photo of the cabin in daylight, and you can now see that it's like completely surrounded by the woods. It is ultra spooky. It's isolated. Oh, it's, yeah. Don't love it. Yeah, I wouldn't want someone with a headlamp being that close to me uh-uh. in the middle of the woods. In the ca- yep. Yeah, because, like, if you're in suburbia, someone running at 530 in the morning. Not a big deal. But not yeah. not in ultra isolation with their little, quote, nope. head torch. Yeah. yeah. And then he says, oh, there is one thing to report from today, but it's almost not worth reporting because, like, is this cabin even trying anymore? <laughs> And he says, so there are two bedside tables in my room. And seriously, I almost didn't bother sharing this because it's just so blatant. Try harder, Cabin. Where is the subtlety? Anyway, I opened one and he attached a photo in the drawer of the nightstand. There's a book. And the book is This House is Haunted by Josh Boyne. Oh, that's, I still think that's awesome. Uh-huh. And <laughs> I, then he t- I think that's totally worth reporting. Oh, yeah. And then he tweets, I'm not opening the other bedside table. A Do it. To everyone Do telling it. me to open the other bedside table, you're the worst. Well, sorry, Tommy Red Sox, I want to know. And then he tweets, gah, fine, I'll open the other damn drawer. Thanks, Side Tommy. Bar, uh, none of our listeners look at this. How much does he remind you of Drew? Oh, so much. So much. Just the, like, I'm not doing it. To so everyone who's much. telling me to, you're the worst. And <laughs> so then he says, thanks. This is just, this is so much worse. So much worse. And he has another photo attached to the tweet. This is with the other bedside table. 
This time it has a very 80s looking book called Games to Play with Babies by Jackie Silberg. Is it a baby ghost crawling across the roof? (laughs) Who knows? It's very fast if it is crawling. Like, go baby, go. That's like a demon baby crawling across. Uh, Obviously. So then he tweets, remember the wind chimes? I can hear them chiming again. The only problem is there's no wind and they're not even outside anymore. I brought them in and put them with the package on the old wooden dollhouse. (gasps) Yeah. He's got a dollhouse. Oh, I'm sure the dollhouse is like riggedy wrecked. Creepy. Yeah. So if you open the picture all the way or enhance it, you can see a very like weirdly illuminated little mini teddy bear looking thing. Uh-huh. Up in the top left corner. And people immediately point this out. Tom thinks that they're talking about like a Bilby marsupial toy, which is sitting uh-huh. on the dollhouse, but he's quickly pointed to the anomaly. And he says, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I see it outside the window, above the package and the chimes. Not cool. <laughs> it could be a fluke thing. It might have been a moth. There have been a lot of moths at the window tonight. Oh, I'm sure it's a moth, right? <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> this is clearly not a bug, as bugs look like this. side by side with a grasshopper (laughs) literally the biggest fucking moth yeah and so at this point someone tags him in the article tales of sinister haunted and possessed teddy bears (laughs) to which he replies thanks for that really helpful input really (laughs) (laughs) and then someone else replies to him surprisingly it's not zach baggins and says is it still there did you go and investigate are we sure it's not Zach Baggins under a different name? It could name? be. It for sure could be. But then Tommy... Like on his throwaway account? There you go. Yeah. Tommy Radsock says, no, I didn't go outside and investigate the ghost bear from childhood's past. Why don't you go out and investigate? <laughs> Somewhere Zach Baggins is like, just send me a pin drop, bro. No, he's like, my powers are melting! Because someone <laughs> told him, no, they weren't going into the scary place. <laughs> <laughs> So now he's tweeted a video of the chimney of the wood-burning stove with this caption, and it's in all caps with several exclamation points. There is something legitimately trying to come down the chimney, and in the video you can definitely hear like some kind of metallic clanging from inside the chimney, and while watching- It's a possum. It's probably a cute Australian possum, yeah. But while I was watching this video- while doing my notes I like leaned forward and I was like scratching my back and I banged my wedding ring on the metal part of our kitchen chair and I uh-huh. also made a metallic clanging from like behind me and for the second you're time, just you're like, just creeping yourself out <laughs> dude when you look at the pictures it is very like you are on edge reading this story because the pictures are high key creep fest I lost you I can't see your face there it is here I am I just accidentally hit the wrong window I'm totally ah. not loading my sims game in the background to check if baby's was updated god damn it Jesse I'm totally not doing that so now it's March 28th and he tweets okay. someone's here someone's standing on the damn porch nope nope is it the mailman is it another package and I've left the door open because I'm an idiot. No! And Why so did you ever? I looked for clarification. It looks like there's like a glass storm door. And he meant uh-huh. the big heavy door. Which still, okay. I want all of the doors possible yep. closed. all the doors in the But the way he closed. tweeted it made it sound like he's just outside. Like, no doors. But yeah. Yeah. And so then he says, okay, time to face whatever the hell this is now. And you can see a picture that he's tweeted and it's like a person-shaped shadow reflecting in from the door. He says, sorry, I know you want updates. It was a guy here to fix the phone line. But what? here's the thing. There's definitely There's no, no phone, phone line, line. <gasps> This is like a serial killer trying to 
Yeah. I Check don't out. Want it. No. And so he says, I explained that I was working and I didn't have much time, but he told me he had to come in now as there was no way that they were going to get anyone else to come out here again. Question, question, question mark. Serial killer. Yeah. He shares a candid shot of the dude who just looks like a regular contractor and says, so I let him in and there's definitely no phone line. He went straight to that old TV with a tiny chair in the nook in the kids' room. I snapped this photo, but my phone wasn't on silent. The fake photo snap sound oh, was so loud, people. No. And he shares just this, like, cringe photo of this dude bent over on his hands and knees working, and it's just like, oh, <laughs> And so then Tommy Radsock says he's gone. The non-existent phone line wasn't fixed. I'm gonna get back to work. So in the back of the cabin, there's a swing set and tom tweets out a video of just one swing independently swinging broad daylight creepy creepy and he says completely unrelated this is probably just the wind right i wish it was the wind blowing a number of you have expressed concern about me being alone in this cabin thanks for that good news i'm not alone anymore the cabin has sent me a large furry friend for company and he tweets a photo of a hand-sized tarantula because australia well of course (laughs) yeah but I was just like, uh, that's a nope and a half for me. That's my nope of the month, of the millennia. Of the millennia. Yeah. And he says, here's the thing. It's the stillest night tonight since I've been here, but I can definitely hear the wind chimes again. I went out onto the porch and I couldn't hear them anymore. Came back in and I heard them. And I think they're coming from, yeah, yeah. I'm almost certain the chimes are coming from under the house. We'll investigate later. Uh... And people instantly start recommending that he find a weapon, notably a chainsaw or gun. Okay, now this could just be a possum that likes shiny things. My cat's a little klepto who loves shiny things. Maybe they found some broken wind chimes and dragged it under the house to just enjoy. And then maybe they they also had a head torch in the middle of the night. No, I'm saying that's the serial killer. Oh, both. Okay, yeah. And the possum's unrelated. But yeah, so people tell him to get a weapon and he says, nah, not gonna happen. One, I'm Australian. We don't do guns. Two, I copped a bad tackle playing football, quote soccer, about a month ago. Ligament damage. Still limping. Going to go downstairs and investigate mysterious chimes with a limp and a weapon sounds crazy. Better to go defenseless. (laughs) So then there's another plywood ceiling video, and this time the banging is not messing around. It sounds like a track star is up there running laps in a bucket of marbles. Oh, no. It's just like, like it's, it is serial killer. A very fast serial killer. A very agile. Yeah. And then he says, chimes have started under the floorboards again. I'm going to investigate. A little bit nervous. And then he says, all caps, I went out. I heard the chimes, but I saw something else and... He shares another video in the dark with his phone light on and he he goes like out back again Mm -hmm. and the one swing is still swinging in the dark no wind creepy creepy and then he runs away it's like and then it starts like Blair Witch Project like the phone just (laughs) as he runs and he says tomorrow night is my last night in what the Airbnb describes as a cozy and relaxing log cabin I've decided I'm (laughs) opening the package then good night so we've made it now to March 29th what was in the package what's in the box and so he tweets i imagine this won't surprise anyone but there's a storm on the way and then he he gets stuck longer and then he shares like the victoria weather announcements meteorology tweet and so most of this tweet most of the tweets on this day are looking around at like the weird arts on the walls Uh and there's a painting that kind of looks like it might be an abstract forest but when you look closely you can see like a very finely drawn, like in pen, like in red pen, log cabin, which 
people immediately start to refer to as the ghost cabin. And also, oh. if you zoom in on part of the, like, the forest drawing next to uh -huh. the cabin, it kind of, it's more convincing than the stuff that Ghost Adventures tries to make you believe is, like, a person. But it's, it, you can make out that it looks like there's, like, a little girl kind of leaned over next to the log cabin. Really? Mm -hmm. And it's not clear. I mean, it's not, like, drawn uh -huh. in like the, the cabin is. It's in the same whatever paint that the forest, the rest of the forest is in. But it definitely, like, he's not making stuff up. Like, it looks like that. And um, so there's a bunch of tweets, like, about this being a little ghost girl. They're like, oh, it must be a little ghost girl at the cabin. And Tom does not see the humor. There's tweets of him just like, shut up. I don't care. I hate <laughs> And so then he tweets, came back from the car, and there was the sound of wind coming from the cupboard in my bedroom. I want to clarify, ah! closet. And okay. he says, not sure if you can hear it in the video or not, but I'm pretty sure the cabin knows it's my last night and is now screwing with me. The sound just stops in the end. And in the video, you definitely can hear like a rushing, like a windy sound. And then he opens the cabinet or the closet and it stops immediately. Oh, man. And as the sound stops, the knob falls off in his hand. <laughs> nope. And he tweets, by the way, that is the third doorknob that's fallen off in my hand in this place. Someone's got really bad doorknob skills. Yes. Or he's really strong-handed and doesn't realize it, or something Apparently. just wants to keep him out of the doors. Mm -hmm. And so then he shares a video once the storm has started, and you can see the rain and that the trees are blowing. He tweets, the wind is going crazy outside. Lights have started flickering inside. But I just want to point out that despite the wind, the mystery wind chimes aren't chiming, and the swing isn't swinging. So now that there is, like, gusts of wind, nothing. Oh, that's mm -hmm. creepy. That's super creepy. We don't love that part. No. Then he tweets, damn it, the cabin just lost power in the storm. Oh, oh, of it's out it to is. get you. Oh, it's yeah. out to get you. What's in the box? <laughs> so What's he finds the, the lantern, but the lantern kind of sucks. So he says, you win, cabin. I'm opening the damn package. So he, <gasps> shares, so he shares a long video of him opening the package, an unboxing video from hell. And there's a handwritten note inside the package between the postal wrapping and the box inside. And it says, Dear Tom, thank you for booking our beloved cabin. While we no longer use it, this house holds many happy memories for us. In particular, it was a wonderful place for our daughter to play. If you see her, please give her dot, dot, dot. It's like there's more, but he kind of freaks out because as he's reading it, you hear the wind chimes start again. And so he just like chucks the letter and he rips open the box and inside is a teddy bear. No way! Yeah. What did the rest of the, the note say? He doesn't show us. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, and so the next video he shares is like a dash cam of him driving away in the rain. And he's got a picture of the box beside him. And he runs out of gas. <gasps> nope. And he shares a video of him walking in the rain, holding the box with the caption, it needs to learn. And he tweets, you want to come at me, murder cabin, with your stupid loose doorknobs and your damn wind chimes. I reject you, swing. I reject you, fuzzy, adorable ghost bear. And then he shares a video of him, of himself throwing the box in the ocean. Oh, he should have just put the bear by the swings and left. Yeah, I agree. I feel like that's just a, an invitation for a little girl to be pissed. Yeah. You threw away my toy from my mommy and daddy I haven't seen in years? Oh, right. oh it's going to be so much more than wind chimes, buddy. Mm -hmm. And so then he goes back to the cabin. Uh-huh. And sitting on the rickety old as hell chair is the open package. Ah! Uh-huh. Yep. 
And uh, the next day he tweets out that he's still alive and he shares a photo of the teddy bear in front of the staticky TV and says, I worked out that there was no point in fighting it. There's no reason to keep them apart. I let the bear watch TV overnight. And in the early morning, I left them together. And he shares a video of him pushing the bear on the swing next to the empty still swinging swing. He finally shares a video, another like dash cam of him driving away in the morning. And as a song starts on the radio, it sounds like maybe there are wind chimes in it. Interesting. Yeah. So a lot of people think that, like, dear David, this is not accurate. Yeah, because he's, he's a also writer. A writer, and he writes and he's horror. Right. Um, but it's a hell of a story. Regardless. Yes. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. And like I said, if you actually go read the tweets and see the photos, like, dude, the cabin is like, even if nothing's wrong with it, even if there's no ghost child, still not a fan. Still creepy. Yeah. So that's supposedly the story of Tom Taylor's haunted cabin. Okay, we're we're already at an hour. <laughs> well, we talked about The Sims for about 45 minutes. You know what? It needed to be done, Rue. Okay, well. All right. Um, Our last episode so- was super short, so we can go over. Everyone likes to hear us. That's fine. All 10 people. Well, today I'm going to do an oldie but a goodie conspiracy theory. I love conspiracy. The death of Marilyn Monroe. Okay. Nice. Okay. All right. So I'm not going to go over who Marilyn Monroe is. I mean, come on. You guys know. Probably, yeah. uh, What I will talk a little bit about is she did have a past history of mental illness. So Marilyn had long suffered mental illness and substance abuse leading up to the night that she passed away Mm -hmm. Um, for several years prior to her death, in fact. And a lot of people, when you think about Marilyn Monroe passing, they think of this icon, right? This woman at the peak of her career. But I got to tell you guys, oh, my phone's ringing. Is it childish again? It was. Okay. Mm. Okay. So when a lot of people think about Marilyn Monroe passing, Mm -hmm. you know, you've seen a lot of reenactments that she's this peak, beautiful woman. She's at the height of her career. People play it up like she passed when she was super successful. Mm -hmm. And while, yes, she was a super successful actress, her career had kind of been in a decline for a while now. You got to remember, this is the 60s, the early 60s. Hollywood still isn't great about having roles for women as they age. Mm -hmm. And especially in the 50s and 60s, this was not the case. There were new starlets coming out. And in fact, she hadn't even completed a film since The Misfits, which Mm -hmm. was released in 1961. So if the film released in 1961, chances are it was produced 1960 or earlier. So she had probably been about a year plus out of work. She spent all of 1961 preoccupied with her various health problems that she was experiencing at the time. And in April of 1962, she began filming Something's Gotta Give for 20th Century Fox. But unfortunately, the studio fired her in early June. They publicly blamed her for the production's problems. And in the weeks preceding her death, she attempted to repair her public image by giving several interviews to high-profile publications. Now, she also begins negotiations with Fox on being rehired for Something's Gotta Give around this time and for starring roles in other productions. In my notes here, I'm not really finding why the studio had let her go. Mm -hmm. But if memory serves me, she had missed a couple days. She hadn't shown up. Mm -hmm. Um, She wasn't doing that great. Gotcha. So on the last night of her life, 
August 4th, she was at her home in Brentwood. Once again, when you think Marilyn Monroe, you think, oh, palatial mansion. Remember, her career had been in decline for a while now. So she's yeah. living in what equated to a middle-class family home at that time. In fact, her rooms were very sparsely furnished, and there was hardly any decoration in the home. Wow. In the bedroom she passed in, there was pretty much just a bed, the bedding, a night table, a lamp, and a couple various clutter items, but mm -hmm. no decoration blank walls, all that. Dang. Throughout the day, she was accompanied at various times by her publicist, Patricia Newcomb, her housekeeper, Eunice Murray, and a photographer, Lawrence Schiller, and even her psychiatrist, Ralph Greenson. At his request, Murray stayed over that night to keep Monroe company. She was struggling with a little bit of depression, and um, he just wanted to make sure that she was okay. Mm -hmm. Approximately 3 p.m. on Sunday, August 5th, she had noticed that Monroe had locked herself in her bedroom and appeared unresponsive when she looked through the bedroom window. Now, if you've ever seen um, reenactments of the Marilyn Monroe death scene, it's always shown with her on the bed, telephone clasped in hands, completely nude except for a sheet. And in fact, Marilyn Monroe often slept in the nude. And she was known to make phone calls well into the night to several uh, what's the word I'm looking for, Rue? A acquaintances. Okay. And friends. She would call them late, late at night and talk to them. Mm -hmm. I want to also note in leading up to this that I can't remember who saw it, said it during a lot of the documentaries I watched, but around this time, people were saying that she was having some troubles with her hygiene. Okay. That she often smelled, um, that her housekeeper, I believe it was, but don't quote me on that part. Someone had said that her roots were pretty grown out. And yet yeah. in the death photos, I didn't see any roots grown out, but they were said leading up to that time. Okay. So maybe she was in like an, uh, some kind of an episode or there was some mania happening or something along those lines. I mean, it very well could have been. Marilyn Monroe had a very tragic life. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of sexual abuse involved. There mm -hmm. was, I mean, I should do a whole nother episode on that. Yeah, a lot of trauma in, in that poor woman's a, life. A lot of trauma in her life. Um, yeah. So it's not unlikely that she was facing depression mm -hmm. as someone who was very famous and inflated for being the world's greatest sex symbol, and now she's having trouble getting roles where she's seen in that same way. Mm -hmm. She begins aging. Uh, she's having a tough time. She's gone through multiple marriages at this point. Yeah. She was infertile. Hmm. So when her housekeeper noticed that Marilyn had locked herself in the bedroom and appeared unresponsive when she looked in through a bedroom window from the outside, Murray alerted Greenson, who arrived soon after the room, by breaking a window. Mm -hmm. Now, to remind you, Greenson, Ralph Greenson, was her psychiatrist. Yeah. Just going to do another little blurb here to say that the studio system in Hollywood was very unique at the time in the sense that if somebody was experiencing a death or had a medical problem, mm -hmm. oftentimes it was dealt with through a very specific type of doctor. Sometimes the studios would hire a doctor. Sometimes um, they would cover up certain things. It wasn't unknown for doctors to prescribe film stars at the time lots of uppers and lots yep. of downers to keep yep. them on a film schedule. So Super it does, cute. Right. So yeah. her psychiatrist being there, I mean, they didn't flat out and say that the system had hired him, mm -hmm. but I kind of get the vibe that maybe, maybe at some point they did. And she yeah. developed a relationship with this guy. Right. Um, so he shows up because he's called by the housekeeper, which most people would just call 911, right? No. Yeah. They call the psychiatrist, and he goes to the 
outside of the house facing the bedroom, looks in the window and decides to break it, and they break into the room using a fireplace poker. What? Yeah. So okay, so important. That it's, it's important later. It's easier to break a window than to, like, pick an internal lock? Or to bust most... down the door? Right, because, like, most bedroom window or most bedroom doors are not that, those locks are not that strong. Right. It's it's a little bit of an interesting situation. Yeah. So he uses a fire poker to break through the window and then is able to, to go in the room. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he finds her immediately unresponsive. Right. Just to give you an idea about how much time went on in between here, I believe that they said, and once again, this is pretty vague, mm-hmm. but they said it was about... 30 minutes from the doctor arriving to them breaking into the room. Because you didn't call 911. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. The studio wouldn't have wanted that reported if she was still in talks to be in their stuff, too. Yeah. No, I know. But still, when there's the concern of human life being lost, you'd think that in those 30 minutes, the housekeeper would have called 911. But okay. You, You would think. Her death was officially ruled a probable suicide by the Los Angeles County Coroner's Office. Mm-hmm. Based on the precedence of her overdosing prior and being prone to mood swings and suicidal ideation. So she had had a couple of past attempts. Yeah. But a lot of people think that this was extremely different because in a lot of past attempts, she would reach out to someone and say what she was doing before she did mm-hmm. it. She was prescribed a bunch of pills at the time, including sleeping pills, which she would take every night. Yeah. Well, and the, the it's phone believed hand, right? the phone was in her hand. Okay. Like I said, it she, she been... called multiple people yeah. throughout the night. So the day prior, she had perf- she had refilled a prescription for 25 of these sleeping pills. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's believed that she took all the pills and that's yeah. what killed her. At the time, they said no evidence of foul play was found. And an accidental overdose was ruled out, was ruled out um, owing to the large amount of barbiturates she had ingested. So on August 8th, Joe DiMaggio directed her funeral at Westwood Village Memorial Park Cemetery, and she was interred in a crypt at the Corridor of Memories. Well, a lot of people don't think that that's the end of her story, mm-hmm. because Marilyn had a sexual history with John F. Kennedy and Robert Kennedy as well. Missing from Marilyn's room was the red diary she kept for years and years. And this is something that the housekeeper still speaks about in interviews today, that Marilyn was adamant about writing in this red diary, and yet it's nowhere to be found. Hmm. Also, we talked about the fire poker going through the window. Yeah. From the outside, that would leave glass on the inside of the floor. Many people think that there wasn't glass on the floor and the glass was outside instead, indicating that someone had broke through the window outside. I reviewed the crime scene photos, what's available of them. This is an interesting little tidbit, too. The original photos have been lost forever. Mm -hmm. Now there are only grainy, pretty much photoshopped on photoshopped on photoshopped versions. But even in those photos, you could see potentially a little glass. Now, I don't want to say it's full on the glass because... With as many times as those have been photocopied and how grainy they are, you don't know if someone could have added something in. Yeah. But I also watched this documentary where they did a great reenactment and used Mm -hmm. a fire poker to break through a window that was very similar to hers. And because a fire poker has a nice curved shape, even when you break through from outside, there will be glass on the ground outside as well from the sheer force of putting the poker through and pulling it back out. Yeah, well, I was thinking like, you know, in in movies, I've never broken a glass but like even when they use their elbow like when you clear it out so that you or your whole person can go through right. it goes in 
you know, both directions. So, I mean, that could probably be part of it too. Cause they wanted obviously a bigger hole than just a fire poker. Is gonna right. Be. Now I should say his whole body didn't go through. He was able to undo a switch and access the window that Oh, way. well, but to, yeah. how, how did he get in? Oh, like it was like a, like a French he door. He broke kind of through and then undid the switch on the window and opened Oh, the okay. Okay. That checks out. Gotcha. I was thinking it was like a climb into the window situation. Yeah. Conspiracy theorists also think um, that a good indication of her having not taken her own life is the fact that there were no pills found within her stomach hmm. yeah in fact the coroner thought at the time that that was really suspicious mm-hmm. so he instead goes and he takes a magnifying glass and he looks all over her body to see if there's anywhere she could have been injected yeah. they were unable to find an injection site well when clearing out her internal organs during the autopsy he noticed her lower colon had a very dark purple discoloration which indicated to him that Potentially, these pills were ingested, not ingested, but absorbed through an enema. Oh, wow, okay. Back to that documentary I watched, they did an experiment where they took the exact pills she had, and they put it in a jar, uh, I could describe the setup, but basically, yeah, they put it in hydrochloric acid with some enzymes, and it was stimulated at body temperature Mm -hmm. to, to... what am I doing here? See how long it would take to dissolve. Yes, like exactly. Yeah. Exactly. To kind of gyrate like the stomach does and see how long it would take to dissolve. And then they measured at what point would she be passed out. And at 20 minutes in, she would have lost consciousness. And technically, there could be no sign of pills in her system. Right. Well, because as you say, by the time it gets to the lower colon, like it's done a lot of traversing. Like it should be right. gone by then if it went through your stomach acid. Right. Right. Okay. Um. And she had no blockages in the colon whatsoever, mm-hmm. which was interesting because most people will have um, waste going on. there. Yeah. Yeah. Some sort of waste. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for her to have no blockages whatsoever and have colon discoloration, the coroner yeah. said that that was extremely odd to him. Like I said, the photos, the original crime scene photos are missing. Right. And when he went to go do a toxicology report on the liver, he found many of her internal organs had gone missing as well. Excuse me? Yeah. Uh, like from the morgue? Like from the morgue. Whoa, it goes all the way. Yep, it goes all the way. Jeez. Yeah, that evidence tampering, like especially in postmortem situations, just pisses me off so much. So a lot of people think... That because of her involvement with John F. Kennedy, and potentially even Robert Kennedy, that it could be a government cover-up. Mm-hmm. That perhaps she was injected or distributed an enema containing these sleeping pills. That proved to be fatal to her. Yeah. So an affair between her and JFK was never confirmed, though researchers heavily speculate that the pair met at least four times and at least slept together once. Yeah. That it wasn't very romantic, and it reportedly didn't mean much to either of them. But in her famous happy birthday song that you did earlier. You're welcome. (laughs) There was one photograph snapped of them sharing a rather intimate moment. Yeah. Backstage at that event. Um, That's the only proof of them having ever been together. Yeah. Now, it's also rumored that she was having an affair with the Attorney General, Robert Kennedy. Mm -hmm. And this started to seem a lot more realistic around October 2007. 
In 2017, the government released some of the JFK files, um, which are thousands of classified documents relating to his assassination. Mm-hmm. One was a letter from the FBI to Robert that warned him that a book was planning to reveal the details about the rumored affair. Okay. I want to just jump back for a second and remind you her red diary had gone missing and right. that she was struggling for money at this time. Yeah. A lot of conspiracy theorists speculate that perhaps Marilyn was getting ready to sell her story. Good for her. She should. She got some juicy details. Get that money, girl. But when these documents are released, it adds suspicion about the Kennedys. Yeah. Her housekeeper claimed that Robert F. Kennedy visited her many times, including the night of her death. Oh, snap. And this is according to Ted Landreth, the producer of BBC's The Last Days of Marilyn. Robert F. Kennedy, in fact, he was confirmed to be in town the night of Monroe's death. Not looking great for you, Bobby. Not looking great for Bobby Kennedy. It's suspected that the pair possibly had a fight before her untimely demise. Looking even worse for you, Bobby. (laughs) And a report from 1982 laid out possible reasons for her death at the hand of the government. Mm -hmm. The broadcast, which aired on NBC in 1962, the transcript of which is published on the CIA website, claimed that Monroe had a missing diary with information on a handful of international issues. Mm -hmm. The Red Diary. Right. I'm not doing a great job of explaining that part, my bad. No, you're good. I'm I keep coming back to it because it's a very key piece yeah. of well, information. I think that your housekeeper knows about it and it's just like gone. And some of the information that it contains pertains to the affairs, but it also yeah. uh, pertains to detailed plans to kill Fidel Castro, oh, among shit. others. Information that was given to Monroe by President Kennedy at the time. Yeah, well, also believed... that's the thing is, like, when you're close to somebody with power, like, you know things that aren't common knowledge, even just by proxy. Exactly. The, yeah, I bet that I bet that diary had a lot of shit that was classified. And it's still missing to this day. Or so is. the theories are basically she was killed to keep her from talking about these things at mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. I kind of wonder if her housekeeper and her psychiatrist weren't in on it. Yeah. Um, because we're talking about someone that would have to be extremely close to her to distribute an enema, mm-hmm. if that's the way she passed, in fact. Yeah. The psychiatrist is the first on the scene to respond, which in those times, granted, it's not super high evidence considering the Hollywood system and how publicity yeah. is dealt with. Right. But that being said, that was strange in itself. Robert Kennedy having visited her. Mm-hmm. We still have a ton of sealed documents from the JFK assassination, which yeah. I'll cover on a different day. But it's all really suspicious. And the fact that diary has been missing. Yeah. Many people have talked about the diary in interviews, including the housekeeper. Yeah. Which makes me wonder, if the housekeeper still speaks about the missing diary, was she in on it? Right. Or, yeah, well, I was going to say, like, it makes sense to take advantage of, for her psychiatrist to take advantage of her, because she did have such a history of trauma, and God, in the 60s, it was so easy to just decide women were crazy, especially this aging, fading starlet, you know, that uh, women were diagnosed with hysteria at the drop of a hat, and if she's already vulnerable because of her history, that I'm sure that it would be super easy for him to pop her up on stuff that would make her even more vulnerable to and then dismiss take it as exactly yeah right it's it's very suspicious so that my friends is the untimely death of Marilyn Monroe thank you I feel like that wasn't my strongest I liked it though I like conspiracies and conspiracies are never your strongest because they don't 
feel like they get closure. Right. Because they either are or they are. You know, it's nice when you can just be like, and that's the end. But like, we right. still don't know. Until those documents are not redacted, we won't know. And even then, we still might not know. Probably, yeah. Probably still. Never. I mean, that's the thing is like cold cases and conspiracies never feel resolute because they are. That's the nature of the beast. That's true. Oh, thank you. I liked it. I mean, I hated it, but I liked it. All right. So we can all help prevent suicide. And if you are someone that's struggling with suicide or self-harm, please reach out and get help. A number you can call is the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. That number again is 1-800-273-8255. Suicidal tendencies are no joke and neither is depression. And you're not alone. There are millions of people out there feeling things that you've never felt before this has been a shit show of a year and it's hurting all of our brain chemistry and that might mean that you need to explore some new strategies and that's totally okay so get help i don't know how to say after that (laughs) no but do do what you need to do to keep yourself safe because you are very loved and we need you around so this has been supposedly thanks for joining us on supposedly and you can find us on the socials at Supposedly Pod, or uh, you can email us if you think there's a story we should know about, or you just want to say what's up. And you can email at us at supposedlypod at gmail.com. There you go. And we'll see you next week.